Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, possibly good night, depending on where you're listening to this show from the world. The show, AV Insider, your host, Johnny Moda. That's me, last time I checked. Uh, same host since day one. And if you haven't been listening since day one, well, welcome. Uh, I, I welcome all new listeners, and I'm glad to have you here. So the show is not about me. Let's just get into what the show actually is about. Again, the show AV Insider can be found at ravepubs.com under the Rave Radio tab, where there are many other AV-related shows, uh, different points of views, different peoples, different hosts, different topics, but all AV-related, and you are listening to AV Insider. So without any further ado, let's get started. As usual, I have a special guest, and today it is Greg Dolan, hopefully I said your last name right, Greg, you are the a chief commercial officer at Zytec, or Zytec Systems, but most preferably known as Zytec. Greg, hopefully I said that correctly. You sure did, and, and, and good morning, Johnny. I'd like to thank you for getting me out of a whole bunch of chores on a Saturday, after, on a Saturday morning here in, uh, <laughs> here in California. Uh, my pleasure. I'm not sure if those chores will go away, but uh, it's my pleasure to have you on the show. <laughs> Well, my daughter thinks it's really cool. <laughs> I, I think it's cool that you're here, and I, and I thank you for your time. The <laughs> listeners, I'm sure by the time this show is done, will do the same. So without any further ado, um, I'd like to know all, any and or all information regarding Zytec about their story. But before we get into that portion of the show, let's do a, a little overview about you. Maybe this is your first job with uh, a tech company or AV company in, our, in the industry we're speaking on and about, or maybe this is your first job ever. I don't know, but I would love to share or hear rather any or all details you are willing to share with us about that. Well, well, I wish it was my first job. Uh, however, I'm, uh, I'm, I'm fairly hopeful that it's my last job. Um, <laughs> uh, I have a career that's, I have a career that spans a, a little bit over 30 years. I spent the first decade of it in the, um, in the unbelievably exciting world of insurance, but not just insurance, but the part of insurance that deals with um, doing budgets and, uh, and liability layouts, trying to figure out how likely you were to trip at Disney World. Um, huh. uh, it, was a great, it was a great technology sort of background, and, and I was really sort of lucky. Uh, I grabbed onto PCs uh, really very young, 18, 19 years old, right when they were first rolling out. Um, so I ended up getting assigned to uh, the corporate controller and the chief financial officer of a large corporation that's now known as Marshall McLennan. So from a fairly early age, I was uh, sort of working with executives and working with new technology. Uh, that was the great part of the job. The bad part of the job was uh, I can remember vividly looking at men decade or so younger than me and thinking that when I get older, I don't know what I want to be, but I don't want to be that. <laughs> that's <laughs> well, not going to work. That. At least you knew that at a young age. Yeah, and then I, I, I'd been there for 10 years, and uh, they offered to uh, to move me to Memphis, Tennessee, and I was living in New York City at the time, and I just, you know, Memphis was great, good food, good music, I just, just didn't see myself doing it, and instead of firing me, they ended up giving me a pile of money, and I did the only responsible thing uh, that I could do is I got a hold of a, a buddy of mine, and we opened up a record store in New Jersey, which is a, um, a really wonderful way to slowly lose money. Uh, you don't lose so much so quickly that you give up on it and you just lose enough to keep you getting your head kicked in for a couple of years. Um, but it was great fun, got involved in, um, in a lot of bands, uh, started going to audio recording sessions with some friends' bands and, and sort of getting the bug for it. You fast forward a couple of years later, get rid of the store, 
I'm trying to figure out what to do with my life. Uh, I'm walking into a 7-Eleven in Westfield, New Jersey. Uh, my old boss happened to walk into the same 7-Eleven and told me that he was taking a series of post-production facilities in Manhattan uh, pr uh, private. He was doing a management buyout, and he asked me to come in and sort of help out for a while. Uh, and I walked into a company named uh, called Post Perfect in 1994 um, and really had my head turned around. Just uh, I just thought it was the coolest thing in the world. I thought the people who worked there were just geniuses, um, uh, really unbelievably transforming for me. Now, I don't create a bone in my body. I don't, you know, I'm remarkably jealous of people who can do it, but I like to be around it. So I figured the best way to be around it, I thought, was to sort of be on the business side. Uh, I went shopping for business systems, trying to get this unwieldy thing under control. And I stumbled into a company in, uh, in Florida that made something called facility management. Um, and I accepted a job with them, uh, moved my brand new bride and I down to uh, Florida, uh, worked with them and, and ran that company uh, for, I guess, almost 13 years. Okay. Uh, sometime in late, oh, sometime in late 08, 09, uh, late 08, early 09, it had become clear that um, they weren't going in a direction that I wanted to go. And I had competed against Zytec just, fur just fur uh, furiously for, for over a decade. Just, uh, I like to play sports. Um, uh, I like to compete hard. I like to win. But it doesn't mean that you can't have a couple of laughs or a drink or something after the game is over. Um, and I, don't know, I just, on a whim, gave, gave them a call, came out to California, uh, spent a day with the, uh, with the owners, Richard Gallagher and Peter Tankey, uh, went back to my hotel that night and told my wife to pack, uh, pack her bags. Uh, we're moving <laughs> to California. I just, uh, in, in the spate of about two hours, I just, uh, I didn't even have a job yet. They hadn't offered me a job. I had just decided that, that I you really, were going. really love what I'm doing. Yeah. I love what I did. I love what I did. I love my clients. Uh, I love the business. Um, and, and after just a couple hours of these guys, I didn't know what I could do for them, but, um, I knew I wanted to work for them. Uh, and, uh, boy, it's uh, the best decision I've ever made in my life. Well, I'm glad that the move worked out for you. I don't know if I could move a whole family without knowing, you know, that we were going to get that or that I would get that position, you know, on a whole different coast of the, of the United States. But sometimes you got to do what you love and, and, you know, make it happen. And in this case, here we are. Yeah. That's great. And I'm glad it worked out. So, uh, how long have you been with Zytec now? So I've been in SciTech almost nine years now. I um nice. I um I started in uh, June, beginning of June, uh, nine years ago, uh, two thousand nine. So okay, now, time flies. And good. And again, I and I came onto SciTech. What was really appealing is they were just retiring um, an older piece of technology and on the verge of bringing out a brand new product line. Um, and I thought it was, I was really excited about the opportunity to get on the ground floor of a new piece of technology. Okay, so let's let's move into Zytec, uh, about Zytec. What exactly or who is Zytec? So Zytec is a company that provides facility management systems to the media and broadcast industry. It, okay. is, a, it is a remarkably niche sort of market. There's not many of us, uh, of companies like ours uh, in the world. Um, uh, it's, um, it's a big enough market that you can make a nice living, but it's small enough that you don't necessarily have to worry about, you know, Microsoft deciding to come in and crush you at any, at any moment. <laughs> well, at least we would hope that, right? If you don't draw too much attention, <laughs> yeah. uh, Microsoft yeah. or, or Amazon's going to swoop. Maybe, maybe I should hang up. <laughs> <laughs> well, you never know, right? I, I think uh, 
completely off topic, but uh, I, I, mean, I want to take the example of Amazon, right? I uh, am a project manager for uh, a large distributor, and they are one of our largest competitors right now because of mm-hmm. their their stock and availability. And it's something I wouldn't have seen a couple years back, but with uh, because it doesn't feel like their their type of uh, industry. But if if you take out what um, the products that people are shopping for integration or or homes and commercial or um, given you know the media rooms and things like that, certain things can be bought online, right? When you hand over someone a proposal, you can basically give them a shopping list if you give them all the pricing individually. So if you don't price it per project, um, essentially you're giving a, a a bid list or a shopping list. And again, I'll use Amazon as the as the use case, an Amazon shopping list, right? So here you go. Here's everything you need yeah. to achieve what we're discussing, and you don't necessarily have to buy it from me because we have this wonderful thing called the internet. So, going back to what you're saying, yeah, I mean, I guess you you probably are are most likely not going to have you know like a, a large company like that come in and you know crush you over that. But with the way technology is advancing, is it going to be a manufacturer or is it going to be someone that produces software to replicate all the hardware or stuff? don't know that might be a whole other podcast yeah don't know i mean what what i always keep my eye on is especially in the broadcast uh, in the broadcast realm as things move to more software based you're getting more and better talent in the space uh at all times uh and you, you have two choices you can either decide to be afraid of it and defend your position which is um it's an always that's an insular i've always found it's an insular sort of defeatist attitude or you can look at the change in this technology and, and think about how you can harness this. You know, yeah. I, I, I think at Zytech, we have a, a great belief that we really understand this business. We stay current. We stay engaged with our clients. We, um, it's, a, it's a weird niche someplace between production and business. We sort of tie those two ends together. Um, and that's a pretty unique, um, you know, uh, that's a pretty unique space uh, to live in. We have a pretty unique domain experience. Um, so instead of being afraid of all these things moving around, it's sort of um, the great thing about a, a relatively small company, we're only 75, 80 people, is that you can look at a new piece of technology and we can easily adapt to it rapidly. Um, okay. You know, uh, while, while, while other companies could throw resources at it, we get to move a, a pretty singular focus at stuff and, and don't have to have 15 committee meetings. We talk to, you know, 200 clients or so, get an idea, wrap it together, and within a couple of weeks, we're up and moving. And I think that sort of nimbleness is really, um, you know, it's really powered by the change of technology. Now the nimbleness of our thoughts is matched by the nimbleness of the technical platforms. Okay. So back, back to Zytech in, in what the company does and offers, right? You are a hardware slash software company that automates facilities aimed for specifically media uh, outlets, right? Or, or um, media, media outlets. Yeah, we're okay. we're a strictly we're a strictly software play. It's on premises or in the cloud. And and if you think about a TV station, uh, a network, uh, a studio, or a, or a post production facility, there are any number of different uh, different operational uh, disciplines that are happening there. If you look at a you look at a TV station or or a network, they're going to have studios there. They're going to have um, they're going to be making promos. They're going to be manufacturing media. They're going to have sports running through there. They have an entire playoff system they have to worry about. So there's all these individual silos. And what we do, or attempt to do, 
is to create a really unique operational uh, series of functions for each of those silos and then tie them all together into a, into a, a common platform so that, the, so that not only for someone who's maybe doing a transcode or a camera person or something in scheduling can get the tools that they need, but the people who are running the facility can actually see precisely what's happening in their facility at any time. They can also plan what they want to have happen and then compare what that is. And then you, you take all that planning and at the end of the day, what they're going to, what they're trying to do is they're trying to make a piece of content. So when that content is created or onboarded, the product also comes along and tracks that from the time it is shot to the time it's, uh, uh, it gets edited to when it's cut up for promos. So we tie basically across our 35 modules. It's really order management, resource management, and asset management. Those are the three pillars that sort of hold up, hold up our company. Okay. So with the media outlets using a Zytec solution or maybe multiple solutions, because it sounds like you have a few that would uh, cater to different, different uh, scenarios within a media outlet. What, uh, how, how would Zytec get on the project, right? Or how do you, how does that work? Do do you have like a dealers that would go in and, and try and use these solutions for these media outlets? No, believe it or not, all the, uh, all the sales is done in-house with an in-house team, although there is certainly channels that come through various consulting companies that go around and uh, try to help companies understand what, the, uh, what their supply chain looks like uh, on, a, on a large-scale basis. Um, yeah. but, but generally speaking, if you think about the addressable number of sort of large media you know, companies uh, you know, in North America and Europe, it's probably around 5,000. Um, that's not a gigantic pool of companies to, to really know and understand. Um, so it's mostly us sort of, you know, communicating with people, attending trade shows, working the telephones, burning shoe leather. Um, mm -hmm. you, know, um, you know, I, I mean, I, I wake up uh, fairly early in the morning here in California and there's a phone in my ear at about, uh, at about four o'clock in the morning. And as my, to much to my wife's dismay, it doesn't come out of my ear until about seven o'clock at night. So, um, oh, so it's really, it's just that, that constant chattering about what's going on, what, you know, especially if you look at in the broadcast and media space, things are changing so wildly dramatically from, from moving from into file-based media, now moving into, um, in, into IP networks in the, in the broadcast chain. Um, people have to create more and more and more content. And even though the market's expanding, the margins on each individual piece seem to be getting smaller. So, um, so everyone's faced with having to do more things with potentially the same, or in some cases, less resources. Um, and it makes, it makes a solution like ours, and, and you're right, our solution, Media Pulse, does have something like 30-something modules. No client uses all of them, uh, but each of our 500 clients will use some unique mixture of them all. Now, it's about trying, to figure, about trying to figure out what the client's main pain points are, where are they really struggling in their operational efficiencies, and then using our off-the-shelf software to configure it in a way to, to, uh, to sort of relieve those. And then the very act of installing an operational system changes the landscape of a company. So you install it, you see what, what, that, you know, what that's done, and then you look for the next opportunity in the same client. You mentioned that the, the industry that you cater to 
is is so vast, but there are so few companies like yours providing solutions for them. So it makes um, makes nice because because there are so few of you that there's definitely mm -hmm. work that will continue down the line for a while because there's not so many of your uh, competitors, right? Whereas yeah. some of the other stuff that I've dealt with in the past, you know, integration, lighting, AV, uh, AV switchers, just speaker companies. There's so many, oh, God, yeah. you know what I mean? Like it's, it's hard to stand out. So this is the por portion where I'm going to play devil's advocate. Since there are so few companies that are similar to yours that provide these solutions for these media outlets, how would you say that Zytec is better or not necessarily better? How would you say that Zytec stands out in the small pool that, uh, that your company is in? Well, well, first, Johnny, don't be afraid to say that we're better. Uh, that's fine. Uh, <laughs> you know, yeah, I, this is, you know, this is a, this is a safe conversation. You can say what you like. Um, okay. uh, uh, hey, look, there, uh, you know, I, having worked intimately with, uh, with our, with another competitor and I know all the other competitors, um, yeah. uh, they are good folks, smart folks, uh, good solutions. I think the main difference is, is this in a relatively small company, where you have owner operators, where you, uh, where you invest everything in, in technology, where the changing of a technical platform is, a, uh, is really a, a harrowing event to go through. The moment you announce that you're changing your platform, everyone stops buying the old one. Right. And you go through a terrifying cycle until the new one goes out there. I think it takes, um, uh, it takes uh, managerial uh, expertise, operational expertise to sort of handle that. It also takes a fair amount of guts to go do that. And it also takes close consultation with what your clients want so that when you make the turn to a new piece of technology, you don't miss the mark. Because if you miss the mark, you put yourself out of business. I think at, at Zytec, I've been, uh, I've been really fortunate that I, I work for a guy, Richard Gallagher, who um, um, the, the first time I met him, he told me that he'd read this book that said, if you're not rewriting your software, somebody else is. Uh, uh, and you know he's sort of committed to this you know, even though he's owned the company, uh, he's founded the company 30 years ago, owned it the entire time. He, he certainly has the, um, a restless developer syndrome. He sort of, you know, he has this sort of paranoia that if he's not improving, somebody else is. And that takes, that takes a real commitment. It's easy, I think, for some people to just sort of maybe take an extra couple of percentage points off the top and put it in, the, put it in their pocket. Uh, right. But I work for people who, who have a really long-term view of this. Um, and I think it's that sort of, that sort of dedication uh, to it. And then there's, there's this sort of intangible. It is, it is a small business. We all know each other. Um, some of the large sales, uh, you know, large, uh, the way you imagine a large sales force, it's not how you manage uh, a company in, in a small thing. It really is, it sounds cliche, uh, it really is about relationships. It's about partnership. And, and I know, I'm a middle-aged guy who wears a blue blazer, and I know, Anytime anyone hears one of us talk about partnership, what they're hearing is the word extortion. Uh, <laughs> um, but um, <laughs> but we really, uh, it, it really is a partnership. We cannot be successful unless our clients are successful. And I think we also have an understanding that um, things go wrong. This is software. Uh, people make mistakes. There are erasers on pencils for a really good reason. Right. Um, and I think the way that, that Zytec responds uh, when there's a problem it, whether it's one of our own making or one that's been sort of put upon us by uh, a client circumstance, um, we respond uh, in a way that I think um, 
uh, brings life to our words. It's easy to say you're going to be a partner. It's easy to say you're interested in someone's success. It is something else altogether to answer when the bell rings. Yeah. Now, being that the people and uh, partners that you work with are are continually having this drive to improve the software and processes, I think is a, a great um, a great feeling, especially if you're on that team, right? You know that your products that you're out there are great, but they they are going to change. But yeah. change for good reason, right? I always hear people say, you know, uh, adapt or die or something like that to that effect. Yeah. Because technology rapidly changes and people, at least that I can see, right? You know, like if you take the new iPhone, for example, right? You know, the new iPhone is coming September. I have to have it. Before you even know what it is, people know that they want it just because yeah track record this company is you know good great bad whatever in your own eyes but when the new one comes out most people not all look to the new one and like you said just like you had said stop buying the old one immediately because they're now waiting for the new one without knowing the problems that it could have when it launches or you know there are bugs it happens it's technology nothing's perfect things break things die there are problems, but there are people already working on solutions to the problems that are coming and, and testing. So it's, it's got to be tough, right? It's got to be tough when, when something is announced at your company and, and the old one isn't necessarily obsolete. It just feels like it's going to be because there's a new, shiny and new, right? Yeah, it's, well, it's, it's kind of exhilarating. I mean, one of the, you know, when I, when I first started doing this, you know, 20-something years ago in this space, you, know, you would – if you wrote a product, you would expect to get 10 years out of the platform. Now, of course, you're, you're enhancing it, but the, the fundamental architecture you expect to get 10 years, I think that's been reduced now down to about 18 months. And it, uh, and it makes the choice of, of your technical platform unbelievably crucial, whether you're, whether you're making MediaPulse software or an iPhone uh, or, a, or a switcher or, or, um, uh, or BPM software, you have to sort of develop, you have to sort of settle on a platform that allows you to, uh, to develop in a modular fashion so that instead of creating a whole new thing, you can pull a section out and redo that section. And so that every year a client gets 20% new, new product yeah. uh, with, through updates so that in a five-year cycle, whether they realize it or not, they've essentially purchased a completely brand new product. Um, and that way, by, by staying ahead of the innovation curve, um, I think you keep clients loyal to your brand. Um, you, know, you, you never want to give a client an excuse to look for somebody else. Right. You want to make sure that, that, you are, that you're addressing their needs, um, that you're anticipating what, they're, uh, what they need. Um, and, and that's why staying in really close contact with them and chattering like crazy and, and um, um, both in formal and informal settings is really, really crucial. I'm, I'm, I'm a genius in my office, Johnny. I am. I am the smartest person I've ever met in my office and the closer <laughs> I get to a client, the dumber I become. <laughs> well, speaking, you know? speaking of the clients that are, are smart and love using your product. So there's obviously a reason for that. And you mentioned that you attend trade shows to try and get the word out there and show the software and the product itself. And depending on when people are listening to this show right now online, because it could be whenever it could be a year from now, I don't know. But 
uh, Infocom is coming up in Vegas. I don't know if that's a show that Zytec attends or, or, or are you more uh, media broadcast types of, of, of uh, shows? We're more, we're more media broadcast. We're, uh, we're the NAB show in, uh, in Las Vegas. We're the, the IBC show in Amsterdam. There's an NAB show in, um, in New York City in the fall. Um, there's um, the Hollywood, uh, Hollywood Professional Association, the HPA, um, will we'll appear at their events. Um, so it, we, we do stick ourselves into very specific industry events. Cool. Very we'll show cool. We'll show up at CapSat in Dubai and, and, and other things. Yeah. Now, it, this question is always hard to answer because who knows what the future holds. But what would you say, and if you can say, is the, the direction of Zytec? What's next? So what's next? I think from a technical standpoint, it is this, we've made the move from sort of a, um, a monolithic uh, client server into a multi-tiered. Uh, we made that a couple of years, you know, eight years ago. Yeah. In the past couple of years, we've gone completely stateless. So there's a, um, there's a complete web UI. I think the next, the next things in the immediate roadmap are, are, are really sort of great tailored point solutions that are available on mobile devices. It, it, let me back up a little bit. If you think about a, uh, a media facility, it's got 100 people in it, right? Of that 100 people, traditionally, 15 people would be Media Pulse or Zytec users. But 100 people consume the data. So it's this idea of how do we find really targeted apps to handle the 85% who normally wouldn't touch a console and tie them into a hole. So I think the whole, the whole idea behind uh, our, our push into mobile apps is, is really solving that. And then the other part is just what the cloud is doing for us. The, the cloud allows us now to, um, we have our own hosted solution, uh, but the same technology can be stored in our clients. Um, and the same way of, of so instead of having the chance to modularize the platform, to put it into, into containers up in the cloud, to participate in the, uh, the Azure marketplace, to participate in the Amazon uh, marketplace. Um, um, like I said you know, you know, a few minutes ago, you can either be afraid of what's coming down the line or you can jump into the pool and, and try to be successful. Uh, and I think we see really great opportunities with, um, with tying into other vendors up in cloud, up in the cloud offerings. There's, um, whether, it doesn't matter what you do in our system, we have to talk to another system. If we're just scheduling a crew, well, we have to talk to a payroll system or a travel system. If you're scheduling a transmission, we have to nail that circuit up and, and bring it from a truck, uh, bounce it off a, off a satellite and bring it down into a, uh, uh, into a network. Uh, if, we're, if we're doing media management, if you're, if, you're, if you're doing media distribution, we have to take a file that's in one format and, trans, and, and transform it into another format and then distribute it to where it needs to go. To do all that, you have to talk to dozens of other systems. Um, so, so these, these cloud opportunities, as well as the, as the fundamental modular change uh, in the technical platform, allows us to accomplish all these things much faster, much more cost-effectively, and, um, and really deliver, deliver solutions into our clients' hands much, much more quickly. Cool. Um, let's see. What else? So should we, or actually, can you, get, can you kind of give me a breakdown on the, on the software stuff like MediaPulse? How does that work? Uh, so, so media. So we have two offerings. Uh, media Pulse is the flagship. Media Pulse is um, uh, is a um, a pretty large, broad product that's uh, uh, that's meant to 
um, as I said earlier, to handle all the different operational problems uh, in a given facility. It's uh, it's sold by uh, by module and by user. Okay. So, so each each scenario or each solution is is basically custom to to that uh, user or media outlet. Well, that's really it. We're trying to deliver a, a, I think you hit it right in the head. We're trying to deliver, Johnny, a really custom solution to each client, except do it with off-the-shelf software. You know, and that's, I think that's the, you, if you went to any three of our clients, no system would look the same. However, it is all the base software uh, just with our various configuration uh, options in place. Sort of like a digital modular also, system with different modules that can be added at any point in time. Yeah, different modules that can be added, and then the configuration of each module and the and the change to the user interface. So the user interface is completely malleable. So um, whether it's not just from sort of a um, uh, an ergonomic standpoint, you know, you, obviously you can move fields in and out, but you can change how it looks. Um, if you look at the things that we might be doing with the um, uh, with crewing out the Olympics, you know that those screens are wildly different than the screens that might uh, that might drive, say, um, uh, a network in New York City. Um, yeah. But it's all based upon the same software. You don't need an army of coders. Uh, in fact, for really large jobs, I mean, these things are three to six or nine months. And in our smaller product, I mean, we have any number of clients who are just you know who are running boutique post houses, um, might have fifteen clients. You know, we have uh, solutions for them where they're up and running in just a couple of days. And it's all based off the same technical platform. It's, it's, the, it's the thing that allows us to sort of keep moving as quickly as we do. So assuming that the end user has, you know, some coders to, to write the code to manipulate in-house, they could potentially change the, um, the look and feel of their solution any day of the week? They can. They have a couple of choices there. First, on the integration level, while um, while certainly you know I'm, I'm not a communist, I'm, I'm always happy to do uh, all the work for our clients. Um, but um, but that's all open, so okay. a client can write their own integration work. They don't need to come to us. Uh, they would only you know, we have to actually compete against our clients for our clients' business. <laughs> and as far as the UI goes, they completely can they can completely change it with our tools or they can come along into the tool set that we actually use um, uh, and sort of change themes that way. Or in extreme cases, you can simply tear off our entire UI um, and then use the, the same underlying API technology that we use to render UIs. You can use that yourself. So um, whether you are, whether you, you know, perhaps you would like to have a, um, you're in a newsroom for instance, and you'd like to have some of our software in there, but you still have your news system. You still have your, uh, you know, your, your news feeds and, uh, and your story slugs and your scripts. You can actually create user interfaces that tie both of those together on the same screen. And it's all done, you know, again, using, except for the UI, using just our standard code in the background. Okay. So for people who are listening, uh, Either and maybe you're attending the shows and they you know they forgot or they're listening now and they want to learn more about the company they either want to demo so that because they're they're unsure uh, on exactly what they're getting but they are interested for their unique applications. What's the best way to reach out or or, or get information a demo or something like that? So the best way is on our website uh, and our website's at zytechsystems.com and that's x y t e c h 
systems.com. And there's there's ways to get a hold of us there uh, through email. You can request a demo. There's um, there's uh, information about the product offerings, some technical information as well. You know, it's funny is that you didn't use the www that most people do when they tell me their websites. And uh, <laughs> I actually applaud that because most people say, oh, www.mywebsite.com. And I'm like, do we really need the www's anymore? I don't know. You know, I... I wish I could tell you that uh, this may have been the first time I did it that way, but um, uh, my, my daughter just a few months ago heard me on the phone say that, uh, and she's 15, and she sort of gave me the, Dad, what are you talking about? Well, this is so, um, you know, I'm just, uh, you know, I'm trying to stay, uh, I'm trying to stay hip with the, with the kids, you know? <laughs> well, I applaud because you're the first one on the show to do that. <laughs> so, well, so well you can thank my daughter, Grace. <laughs> well, Grace, we applaud your brilliancess, your smart, intelligent levels of dropping the W's. I don't think we need those anymore unless you specifically code your website that way. But Grace, <laughs> you're going to be a smart one. So, uh, yeah, so Zytech Systems, again, check them out at the website just mentioned, use the W's or not, ZytechSystems.com, X-Y-T-E-C-H Systems.com. There are plenty of other tabs full, chart full of information about everything we've just discussed, the platform, the software, areas where you can find them. There is an actual little button on the very top right hand screen that says request a demo that is probably the best way to reach out just go to zytechsystems.com request a demo i'm sure someone from the zytech community or company will reach out and schedule a, a demo somewhere with you um, i'm assuming probably online and from there there are other areas to reach out should this not be enough for you and you're more of a social person like myself you can head over to LinkedIn, they're there, linkedin.com forward slash company forward slash Zytech hyphen systems. And should Twitter still exist tomorrow, it's at Zytech systems. Facebook, give them a like there, facebook.com forward slash pages forward slash Mission Hills, California, Zytech systems. It's really long. I think if you just Google Zytech systems on Facebook, you'll find them there. Again, it's X-Y-T-E-C-H, Zytech systems. Um, should anyone have any questions for me directly, you want to send hate mail, you want to send love uh, mail in the form of, I want to be on the show and talk tech, you can email me personally, J-O-H-N-N-Y at ravepubs.com. All criticism is welcome, as long as it's not in the form of spam. I do not want that. But everything else is welcome there. Uh, again, there are other ways to reach out social at jmoto3 on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook is just Google my name as well as Snapchat, which is not jmoto3. That is someone else. Imposter. Choose to follow them if you should. But my M is uh, at AV underscore insider there. And uh, Greg, thank you so much for educating the world today with Zytech Systems. And as your company advances and the people that you work with continually push the envelope and develop new solutions and software and update your systems, I would love to have you back and, and speak more to that effect on the show. Johnny, anytime. Thank you so much for your time today. Really, I really had a blast. It was a, a great conversation and I, I really appreciate the opportunity. Completely my pleasure. And again, I, I'd love to have you back and maybe we could have Grace because it sounds like she's probably going to be the next big employee at the company at Zytec. Well, she's staring at me from uh, from across the patio. So, <laughs> well, we'll tell her we said thank you on the show, and we do appreciate it. 
Uh, everyone, this has been AV Insider. We'll catch you on the next episode. Maybe we'll see you in Vegas at Info.